This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. But it's wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got, but it's wet ass pussy. Beat it up, catch a charge, extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another edition of Big Chris Live, the live stream, and then the podcast. And we have a new sponsor to announce today. Very excited for this episode. We have a special guest as well in league with this sponsor. We want to thank RetroCat Gaming Systems. You can play over 8,000 games from more than 15 of your favorite retro video game devices. It's all on one handheld. Oh, wait. Wrong clip. Ship from Ontario right to your door. Shop online today at RetroCat.ca or choose same-day pickup in the GTA. RetroCat.ca. Let's get nostalgic. And we are off to the races. Thank you to RetroCat Gaming Systems. And now, the big reveal... Our guest on the screen behind me, Dean Blundell. You know him because I've mentioned him pretty much every podcast episode for the last couple of months. DeanBlundell.com. Yes, that Dean Blundell. And uh, Dean, thanks for being on, man. Thanks for being on this evening. Thanks for having me. Um, really, it's it's cool. I'm glad you had me on your podcast. I was wondering what, when I would get invited. So, <laughs> Well, you, you did your... So uh, this is good. Fair share of invites uh, okay. coming my way as well, too. It's been great guesting on uh, on your podcast and being, of course, part of your network. That's why, uh, you know, I'm, I'm welcoming RetroCat Gaming into my universe, much the same way as this guy, Dean Blundell, welcomed me into his little ecosystem. What I, is RetroCat? RetroCat, it's a little company out of uh, Grimsby, just outside of Hamilton, Ontario. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. make uh, handheld video game devices. And mm-hmm. uh, like I say, there's eight, over 8,000 games, 15 different retro classic uh, game systems that you can get all in this one device and what i like about it especially is that it's here in ontario just outside of hamilton grimsby they local make, guys yeah they're local it's not shipping from china it'll come literally i believe they have delivery within the gta if you want so i think that's pretty handy unto itself and then uh, also grimsby i mean 40 creek gets made there and i'm a fan of that too i'm a big fan of grimsby really underrated town you're a grimsby guy grimsby guy um, DeanBlundell.com, the pod na- podcast network, and um, I, you know, for a bunch of different reasons to have you here this evening. Thanks for the uh, exposure and the inspiration too, uh, and for believing in me, man. You've you've pumped me up, and and you know, the the team Dean Twitter uh, folks have uh, helped me uh, helped me a whole bunch as well. It's been great. 
Well, listen, <clears throat> I don't know about any of that, but um, you're awesome, man. I, I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of cool. We live in this like weird time um, where you know, like when I was in radio, like when, it was you hated, you had to hate everybody. It was just this, this gimme, right? Like you, you had to hate the people that you were going up against because they had what you wanted and what you wanted was their share. And if you didn't get their share, then you might get fucking fired. So yeah. it was, you know, and every couple of months you got a, you know, a reveal of what you did. So it was highly competitive, but you know, it's really kind of fucking backwards in the podcast world. Right. It is literally all about relationships. Like everything that you do when you're creating something like this, is about relationships and and it's funny because um you know when we first started it and and i'm like i'm like yeah i want to do this with like lots of people i think it'd be fucking really cool it'd be easy way to grow to scale my job which was radio was that you'd need to have good relationships. So because it was so competitive, I trash people all the time. And then when it came to me going, you know, I'd like to build this thing. And I was going around talking to people. They're like, hey, you fucking used to trash me all the time. Like, <laughs> shit. You terrible fucking things about me. Yeah. And, you know, which I got a lot. And yeah, I'd go and do guest radio things in other stations like CFRB. They've uh, had me into guests and panels and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'd see like Mad Dog and I used to go after Mad Dog all the time. I'm like, oh, fuck, geez, sorry about all that shit. I was just so competitive. I was doing so. My, but that's, you know, another story, sort of. But it kind of lends credence to the whole story, which is uh, that that was that world. This is this world. And, you know, the relationships that we've been able to build and create with, you know, really, really good people. Um, and the amount of shit I've had to eat has been enormous as well, but at the same time, it's been humbling and it's been a great fucking learning exercise, which is, you know, it, it, the, the world is about clicks and it's about content and that's the world we live in, but it's also about having good relationships with people and, and, you know, having you on our podcast has been a no brainer and I've just been fucking shocked by how much talent there is, you know, people like you that have adapted so well to the podcast world. Like you've done a really fucking great job Thank of it you. from your Thanks. shit with Ashley McIsaac that you did the other day, which was brilliant. Um, to your your you know, your dad panel, old dad panel. <laughs> that's, which was awesome. That's a personal favorite of mine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it was great. It was uh it was it was exciting to see because, you know, I'd watch you do your first podcast and I know when we first started to talk, I you know, I talked to you a little bit, but then you know, you started doing stuff with Chris uh, Rook, who's our are everything right um yeah and and then you know watching you do really fucking great compelling content has been like has been awesome so everybody kind of wins you know i get i get to have relationships with people <laughs> outside of my house which has been weird uh i get to do <laughs> stuff like this with guys like you and i get to watch great content so uh we i just i'm just really happy that it's a model that works and um we've got good people that that are able to fill the content you know you talk about how competitive you were dean like back in the day and and i think you've just refocused that energy i mean you still have that pardon the pun that edge but you know i think you go after like the barbecue guy the adams and Bar you, you take that energy and you put it elsewhere and and that been too much has that been too much you think the adams I think I'm too thing? heavy on the guy i think i'm think i'm too cross no 
I don't, no. Cross? Okay. No. Yeah. No. I think no, he's the one who's been after you though. He's been threatening to, to sue yeah. you. Like that's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. If I didn't debate him. Yeah. That but, was that was my favorite. If you don't debate me, I'm gonna sue you and I'm well funded. <laughs> and I'm like, that is fucking awesome that he did. I kind of respected it, right? Um, no, but I yeah, I go after assholes, right? Like I yeah. I spent a lot of time going after everybody because I thought everybody was fair game. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Smoked a bowl, pardon me. All good. Um and uh realized that that wasn't beneficial specifically with certain groups and so <laughs> you know and the world's changed right like you know the time that i was in radio um you know we we were you know we were <laughs> jesus christ there are things that i'll see on stitcher someone will send me and go hey remember this and i'm like fucking bury that <laughs> uh the stuff that we used to say that it was all on the radio right like we get paid to do it every single day for years and years and years and a lot of money yeah um, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a different world now. Like, you know, the, the things you used to say and the way you used to be able to categorize people and, um, how negative you used to be able to be about different things and world's kind of changed because, you know, it had to, and I get that part of it. Um, well, but, there's yeah. that, there's that, but there's also, you know, I think that there everything lives online now, and then it's there yeah. to be reviewed over and over and over again. Whereas in the the FM radio world, it's it's gone. Once you've said it, it's gone, and anyone who heard it in the moment heard it, and 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 God, or you, maybe you know what weren't I sure wish what they that heard. Was true. I wish that was true. <laughs> How many lawsuits, by the way? How many has it been? What's do you have a count? Seven or eight. Uh, like seven or eight. Wow. Seven or eight lawsuits. I think it was like nine or 11 um, CBSC decisions. Wow, yeah. Which is the record by like eight or 10. You know, depending I, on which number you're going with there. I think so, I've had one or maybe two CBSC complaints. Complaints, yeah. yeah. Like those are just complaints. I'm talking decisions. Yeah, you know, the they, they never went to. Yeah, they never went anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because i've heard you talk dean about the ins and outs of of you know cbsc decisions or, or governmental yeah. body decisions before i'm like fuck this guy really knows like he studied and then i realized you had to for self-preservation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a wonderful way to say it i i had to and i wanted to and I'm, i still do i'm still interested in it you know it's it's funny and it's not like a revenge interest like i don't have this like, yeah, I want to fuck those guys with their own words. No, I, I don't feel that way. I think, I think, I think you want a bold take. You want a hot take. Yeah, I love hot takes. Big fat fucking hot take. I love hot takes and bits. I hate hot takes and I hate bits. <laughs> um, if you want a hot take, this is my hot take. My hot take is this. If there was no CRTC or if the CRTC just got out of the way and did away with regulations... It's, you know what, you can swear, just no hate speech and they regulated hate speech. Yeah. I bet your radio would be back in a big, bad fucking way. I, I, I believe that. I believe yeah. they could save themselves uh, the time and the energy of policing the dumbest shit, like the dumbest shit yeah. that we used to get in trouble for. Yeah. That used to get adjudicated against, like, you know, to say the word shit on the radio, just the word shit, mm -hmm. right? S-H-I-T, shit. Ah, can't say that. That's a strike. Fuck. I mean, it's a heavy one, but fuck. <laughs> what else can that. you do? Can't say that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, 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 I don't know where I was going with that whole thing and how I was going to tie it into yeah, what you yeah. just asked. But. 
Well, but, yeah, like, it's just I. It's it's weird. It's a weird uh, organization. Well, listen. I mean, I've never thought. I've always felt, and, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about with you was was the idea or the concept, and we've we've chatted about this in in DMs, the concept of real radio, and and mm-hmm. what real radio is, right? And and to me, and again, I think we're sort of in league, but I haven't really vocalized it as such. But when you talk about real radio, and I did some real radio recently, and thank you for the kudos too. When we had the the police violence in downtown Barrie, and we we you know tracked down right. an interview, and you know that to me was real radio. It was being you know uh, uh, conscious to your community. It was uh, you know a, a highlight, compelling. compelling, yeah, compelling interview, great guest, yeah. and again, sometimes you never know who you're going to get. Topic. It's Hot. all about the police violence. You exactly. It, all. it was great. I listened to you guys do it. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, that I felt like I did real radio that day. What is it to you? How do you sum up what real radio is? Because it still happens from time to time. I see it and I know it when I see it and I hear it. That's a tough one. Mm. Um, that's a tough one because it's, I, I don't hear it. You know, like I think sometimes in some of the conversations that I have with people uh, about this, I, I come off sounding like, um, like I'm the shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> and while while we all know I am, I don't want it to sound that way. Yeah. So, um, but what I don't hear is anybody trying. I don't hear anybody trying because I know everybody's fucking scared of losing their jobs, right? So, yeah. you know, it's very difficult to talk about something that's controversial, which is what we all talk about online, which I tie in back to the CRTC point, right? get rid of those regulations, you can compete with online people. You can compete without real conversation. If you just get rid of those regulations, you can start there, right? So, and then all of a sudden people are going to want to listen to it. And then you're going to be able to sell advertising again and all the other shit that comes back with a, with a, a, an industry that's real, that's allowed to operate. Right. So that's, that was my tie in. Yeah. And, and that, and to me, that's, that's to what real radio is too, is having real conversations that reflect what real people are talking about on the street in your city, you know? Yeah. But in, in, in back to your point, about trying to do good radio or what real radio is real radio has the ability to compel people to feel something mm-hmm. real radio has the ability to compel people to do something, whether they're angry, whether they're sad, whether they're happy, whether they're, which is why, you know, we were successful is because that was the only thing I gave a fuck about. The only thing I really ever cared about was, are we doing something today that nobody else is doing? And are we giving people a brand of entertainment? They can't get anywhere. Can't get anywhere else but with us. And is it the best shit out there today? Is it the most compelling thing? Is it going to make someone mad? Because I love, listen, everybody hates cancel culture, but me, I love it. I fucking (laughs) love it. I thrive off it. I thrive off of watching people come back and scream and yell and swear. We were trending uh, number one in Canada like uh, two, three months ago about this bit we did about a female hockey reporter. Excuse me, I almost burped. Um, And... Pardon me, if you will. Pardon me. And uh, I loved it. I loved every fucking second of it. And I was talking to our VP of growth. His name is Brent Donnelly. Great guy. Um, Brent on tour podcast. Yes, yes, sir. And kids on the escalator podcast, too. Don't forget that one. And he was like, doesn't that stress you out? That would just stress me the fuck out. I'm like, no, man. No, because, of course, there's a cavalcade of tweets and shit. But I'm, I'm one of those people that, like, is very interested in how to do things better. And how to do things better on social media is you don't look at those. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't look at that shit. And it, it doesn't even fucking exist. It goes away in like two days. It's the best. 
Yeah. Dean, people always love to focus on your spectacular, well, maybe spectacular is not the word, but anyways, people love to focus on your ending at, at the time at the edge. Uh, but, but to me, nobody focuses on that. You did some great radio. <laughs> you worked really hard at it. I mean, I could tell you were working your ass off for that show, uh, to build the audience. And then that audience has translated what I'm assuming to now is your podcast network and, and your website, right? I mean, just kudos on on the grind of doing radio. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, nobody – you say, like, you know, people are afraid to – even in a, in a way, afraid to try, you know. Uh, how true is it? You do it now. I mean, how true is that statement? I try all the time. Yeah, but are but you not – do you not second-guess – all Almost the time. all the content that you really want to do. Every single Not all second. Content. Don't you don't you second guess the shit that really compels you to something you want to talk about now yeah. that you can't because you know you, you just don't want to get fucking you know laid out at the end of your shift at nine o'clock and have yeah. to stay there till at least ten. Yeah, well, to, to have a debate over the, the merits yeah. of whatever you wanted to talk about that day, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's you know, there's a great movie out there which I always try and like try and watch when i'm feeling frustrated about things sometimes it's called chef i don't know have you seen chef is that a porno no it's not a porno. <laughs> no it's uh it's with oh, i'm thinking of mr chef no no yeah maybe uh yeah, yeah, yeah. no no chef is with uh john leguizamo and um and fucking uh uh the he's a famous director now anyways the story is is that there's a chef and he's working at this high-end restaurant but he fabro yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, I've seen it. yeah, yeah. And then he ends up starting a food truck, and and yeah. you know, uh, I just need to accept, and 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 people need to accept sometimes that you're working at a restaurant, you know, and the restaurant has a menu, and you gotta you gotta give them that menu. You gotta you yeah. gotta cook that menu. Um, but the podcast is now the food truck that I work on weekends. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the way I look at it. I'm cooking a menu Monday to Friday. And on my off I hours, I started. This is your out. This, yeah. is, this is where you get to go and make a little side cheese. This is your side hustle. Right? Yeah. It's a, um, and, and is it hard? Like, Because you've, you've been in radio how long? How long have you been doing this job? 20 years. I So my first gig, I was 19 or 20. So and I'm turning 40. So yeah, 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Um, how much has your ability to do compelling content changed in 20 years? Uh, I can only speak for me and I can say it didn't change that much. I think I was the one that kind of changed it, you know, specifically here in Canada. I think it's partially my fault, <laughs> but at the same time, I would love to know because, because it, it never bothered me. I went out when it was good. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, you got to experience club 54 when it was still cool. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and it's changed, but you know, I, I wasn't really, I guess I wasn't as aware or savvy in the early parts of my career. I was just, it was a fun job and I was just kind of doing it and having a laugh and it was, and it was fun. That's the job. Um, yeah. And, and it was, and that was the pitch was, Hey, there's, there's not a lot of money, uh, but there's all the free CDs you can handle and, and concert tickets you can handle. Now we all and know booze, and, a lot of booze. Yeah. A lot of parties and, and yeah. all the, the uh, accoutrements, shall Beer we say. Companies show up with two fours on, on like every Friday in the summer. Here yep. you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a beer fridge on Fridays. We'd, we'd be drinking beers in the hallways of the radio station at one sure. place I worked. Yeah. That was the best. Um, yeah. The and free shit is colossal in radio. But or that, at least it was. That was the, exactly. That was the thing that I noticed that changed the most was the free shit dried up. 
And then it was like, hey, I got free shit dried up for real. Oh, oh, dude, I don't remember the last free thing that I got. I think the last free show I saw, free tickets I got was to a uh, classic albums live, Paul McCartney and Wings. Sure. You know, uh, album, Band on the Run, I think, at the Georgian Theater. You know, I was. I was, I mean, I took those tickets. I still went to the show, but yeah. the days of meeting Billy Joe Armstrong backstage uh, are over. <laughs> yeah. And showing up in like a Molson limo. Yeah. 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 With yeah. the top down. And yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. We had, Dude, I had some we, we, used like to, I, we used to get like any request that we needed from, from beer companies, from concert, you know, like, like concert promoters, from bands, from like yeah. anything we needed. I came from that era. Where you a we never paid for fucking anything, like nothing, and it was criminal because some of us made a lot of money, and it was they were like, hey, do you want four Xboxes? And I'm like, sure, I guess I can. I don't know what I'll do with the other three. I don't need four. <laughs> just send me one. I yeah, one's good. Um, and you know, uh, <laughs> free gas cards, free like it was just yeah. a, it was it was insanity. It was insanity. Free food, free boot. Free, free uh, leaf tickets to the to suites to the, you know it, it just it was never it was almost to the point where, and it was specifically towards the end um, when I was just disenfranchised with radio. It was like a year before I left the edge, and towards the end I was like, this is ridiculous. Like it's fucking crazy how many people a want something from you, oh, but yeah. b b the other thing is how how far they're willing to go to get it right on a regular basis, and so. I just would say no to shit. Like, hey, you you, you want to drive a new car? Like, I I was driving free cars. Both the cars I was driving for free. Oh yeah. My home, my my phones were all free. Um, like you know, it's thousands and thousands of dollars a month, guaranteed every month for free. What was what, what's the most fucked up? That's probably what I missed the most. What? Yeah, me too. I as do I. What, what's the most fucked up? You say people offered you crazy things. What's the most fucked up thing that you've been offered for a piece of station swag? I couldn't tell you. Really? I mean, just the cars, right? Yeah. The cars are probably the most ridiculous. Like, I'll give you two cars, sure. All right. (laughs) Oh, I mean, not not even that. Like, I mean, Um, from from a listener, from from an audience member. Oh, like someone offering me? Yeah. Oh, for sure, blowjobs. Yeah? Yeah, Hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Never took them up uh... on any of them, guys (laughs) or girls. And then it it just was the whole idea of trading something for the blowjob that i wasn't keen on not who was giving me the blow yeah yeah it wasn't being picky about just the, putting it out there the individual it was more so the exchange which felt a little filthy which i i can totally understand yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah for me uh i guess it's a toss-up uh i was offered anal uh for a, a t-shirt dude for, a, for, for someone to do it to you no 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 to, to, to for someone. me yeah to yeah to receive it uh and uh and for a t-shirt no less just a t just a uh k-rock, someone was go- someone K-Rock 105.7 t-shirt hang on hang on someone offered to perform anal sex on you no no not on me no oh no. said you would let them they would offer it up receive, and this were, was a this is a female yes it was a female offering up the a so yeah. it was legitimate it was a legitimate offer yeah it was more so like give me a t-shirt and i'll let you put it in my butt that was the uh, that was the offer which i i declined i was honored um some wouldn't no no some wouldn't and and some some, and those are the ones you got to worry about i find i find (laughs) those are the guys that you really got to pay attention to are the guys that would go "Hmm, you know what Hmm. all right 
That's a good trade. <laughs> that's that's take you know them, take them on the bomb you know material. Hang on, hang on a second. Just let me think about this. Let me noodle this one over. you. <laughs> yep, that's a good trade. That's the kind of guy that you really want to keep tabs on if he's at a party, right? Anybody that does yeah, that. Yeah. So good for you because I would have fucking serious concerns if a story came out that you did that for a t-shirt. No, 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 no. Either way, yeah. No, one one way or the other, whether I received or whether I was, you know, uh, and, and the t-shirt, of, of all the things, a t-shirt with a logo on it. I never understood the fascination. Oh, sweet t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, it was an. I like. Hey, she listen. She really loved t-shirts. Well, I think she liked. Uh, yeah, I just think she liked uh, everything or, that night. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. She might have had some substances. Um, and then the other weird thing. This is another weird one too that I was offered. A guy tried to pimp his daughter out mm. to me for tickets to. I can't remember exactly. It was a big band. I can't remember. Uh, I want to say. And again, you said no to that, right? Oh yeah, of course, yeah, of course. He's like, why don't you come over and uh, spend some time with my daughter? And I was like, what? Are you sorry? What? And I was, you know, spend some time. Spend some time. Yeah. Makes. I'll make some dinner. Offer for sex. I'll I'll make some dinner. Well, that's not again not an offer for sex. You're you're. It's almost an embellishment. Well, I guess. It's close to an embellishment. It's like you're the expert on lawsuits. It abuts. It abuts (laughs) embellishment right here. Yeah. And kind of backs off a bit. So it was more like an offer to come and meet his daughter. It wasn't an offer to have sex with the daughter. That's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, there is. I guess. But it, it seemed. Listen, man, he didn't have sleeves. All right. So, oh. I, I, you know, it just had a it had a pimpy yeah. vibe about it. I got he didn't have sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't wearing sleeves. Most guys. You know what? Do you not realize most guys with sleeves? <laughs> pimp out their kids yeah <laughs> no sleeves they pimp the kids out it's crazy yeah i've never noticed that but that, that's a that's a good one I've been, the no sleeve move is a, is is one of those moves only like a guy like josh brolin can get away with in mm. real life right oh yeah i think there's not many his... people that can pull out like there's nothing worse than seeing um the hair squeezing out of the shoulder onto the back of the armpit from the no sleeve and then it's holding in a bunch of fat that's coursing, trying to course through his <laughs> his epidermis, right? There's like there was literally nothing grosser to me than that. So yeah. like the, the the no sleeve thing for sure is is a dead giveaway that the person is a cretin. Hey, you, actually, you know, I know a good person who wears no sleeves from time to time. My stepfather-in-law, Brad. I'd love to give him. It's his birthday today, and I'd love to give him a shout out. Yeah, he, he got his birthday wish today. Yeah. Which, uh, there he is. I put his picture up on the screen. All he wanted for his birthday, God bless him, was an Iron Maiden t-shirt. And mm. there it is. He got it. It's a great t-shirt. Look at the wood floors, too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's uh, my in-laws place. Gorgeous. It's custom? Is that custom wood? I don't know. It's like cherry. I think it was like that when they oak. moved in. Mm. I think it was like that when they moved in. Uh, so that's, is, he, is he like that in real life? He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know how awesome he is? Uh, I, uh, get jars of weed <laughs> from <laughs> just given to you. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh yeah. I got about four of these every Christmas birthday and, uh, maybe Thanksgiving, different holidays, long weekends. Has he been a lifer? Is he one of those dudes? that's like always been a supporter of the plant and <laughs> no, actually it's just since legalization he got in. Well, I mean, he, I mean, I guess when he was younger, I heard, uh, he was, uh, into it, but you know, 
he became obviously a stepfather to three, four kids. And, uh, and, and so he cleaned up and he was, you know, on the straight and narrow, but once it became legal, he's like, Oh, I'm getting back into it. And now he grows and now Nana's involved. Good weed. Does he, Nana's too? Nana, she, he's she got helps Nana trim. It? Yeah. Nana helps trim. Oh my God. That's incredibly <laughs> she's, awesome. She's got special gloves. I got, <laughs> I got her new gloves. Nana. I got her new gloves for Christmas too. I was like, here you go. <laughs> it only benefits me in the end. Dude. And there's like special pruning, uh, things for weed too. That, that like, that you need pruning scissors. So she's probably got all the gear. She's got special gloves. Yeah. She sits yeah. There. yeah, that's good. She'll yeah. have carpal tunnel in no time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's been, that's been a really uh, great bonus of the in-laws, you know, it get, helps us get along just great. Yeah, great in-laws. Like uh, w- yeah. you hit the in-law jackpot. Yeah, I did. How many, how many step, how many in-law fathers? Yeah. And it all show started. Up, show up at Christmas with a few jars of weed. Yeah. And everyone, it's not just for me though. It's like everyone gets a, a, a bundle, like a package or like a Christmas is like weed Santa. He is he's a weed claws. Jolly Saint <laughs> Jolly Saint Sticky. <laughs> anyways, that's and and he doesn't wear sleeves from time to time. And uh so that anyways, that's that, how he could work on that. That that maiden shirt, thank God had sleeves on. Yeah, it did, yeah. But uh that's how I met my wife. Anyways, that's the origin story there. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on over for dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's something I love to always refer to you, Dean, and I hope you take this in the best way possible. I love to refer to your network as the Island of Misfit Toys. Are you okay with that? Yeah, sure. I don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't care because, <clears throat> little known fact, I've been studying this thing called stoicism recently. Oh, stoicism. Hmm. Stoicism. Have you heard of it? Say it with me. Stoicism. 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 Yeah. It's literally the art of being happy and not giving a fuck at the exact same time. Nice. <laughs> and my entire life, I've been looking for something like this. Okay. So now that I've started to read about Stoicism, the meditations from Marcus Aurelius, study some of the works of Seneca, mm. um, Zeno of Sidium as well. Some of the classics, I've really started to develop the same attitude as some of those guys, which is, eh, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let it ride. Yeah. So uh, never get too worked up. Oh, never get good. too excited. Never get too low. Never get too high. I'm, I'm, I literally just don't give a shit. And that's kind of the best way you need to be, right? Like, you know, you've got lots of things to be thankful for, too. Like, we've got like 30 different podcasts, um, and that brings me great joy fitting again into stoicism. Stay with me again. Stoicism, stoicism, stoicism. Um, and, and while experiencing all these great things and building this kind of cool network and, uh, we just brought on this guy that's going to help us kind of understand the YouTube world. And so we kind of had like a meet and greet about that whole thing today and got into the nitty gritty of it and you're learning about it. Um, that's been the best part is is that there's an education here for someone who's in his 40s who did some radio who um can't rely on any of that shit for anything i want to do in my future right like that's gone it's done it's finished it's over it's fucking dead it's it's almost if it never existed it would be the exact same way my life is now which is listen you've got fucking work to do right um that work has to be on um not just me trying to 
get a, a leg up when it comes to better content and doing better podcasts, um, you know, doing more podcasts, which we're starting to do again with Lachlan Cross, which has been fucking great. Um, it's, it's about uh, also making sure that um, we continue to chase different people and bring them on and, and expose them to our partnerships and, and show people how uh, we can make their podcasts better with some of the things that we're doing with some of the production value that we can add and, uh, being kind of part of the social network where we're all interacting with each other, this community that we're building, which is really kind of cool, right? You know, to think about it, um, any great movement was always built with one thing in mind, which is community. And we built our radio show based on the exact same thing, which was community. And it was yeah. successful, you know, yeah. um, and building a community here and seeing it kind of take shape now. Um, after a couple of years of, of really kind of trying to feel our way through it, because fuck, listen, when you start something, you, you start from scratch, you know, there's, 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 there's nobody what? holding your hand. There's mm-hmm. nobody telling you, listen, this is what you have to do next. If you want to be successful, you got to go and ask those questions. And that's the hardest part because, you know, you have to humble yourself before the process of trying to understand that you don't have all the answers. And so you're going to have to go and find those answers if you really want to be successful. Where did it start? Where did you initially say this has got to be a network? Because I mean, you know, just as a podcaster alone and blogger alone, you you could have done okay. Right. Like why did it have to be a network? I, I I think, I think it was because, you know, a lot of people getting back to your misfit toy thing, a lot of Mm. people thought it was, and I think some people think it is that it's, you know, people that, aren't on the radio or don't want to be on the radio or were on the radio or just, it's just like this place for people to go and do shit. Um, and they're fucking exactly right. Mm. That's exactly what it is. It's for people from anywhere that say, listen, we do some pretty good content and we want to create more content in this space. And it's a podcast or it's a show or it's, you know, uh, something about the Leafs or our new assorted goods podcast, which is great. It's this whole kind of, deep dive into one little mini subject and it's scripted and it's fucking fantastic. If you have a chance to listen to it or it's yours or it's mine, Um, you know, and so when we started to, you know, figure a couple of little things out, we were able to go to people and say, Hey, listen, you're doing what you're doing over there. We want to be stronger with you. Um, Do you want to do it with us? And, Mm. and surprisingly, a lot of people, you know, said yes. And, that kind of led me to the understanding that, and I think all of us to the understanding that there are a lot of people out there that want to do this stuff, right? They, they want to be able to kind of conduct themselves in this manner. They want to show, they want to learn how to use Twitter and they want to learn how to do socials and they want to learn what uh, it means to get something, you know, trending or, you know, they, they want to be involved. They want to, they want to do content. They want to create their own sort of media. And, you know, just because we could give a couple of life hacks, I think we sort of gave a few people some opportunities to do some extra stuff and it was all up to them and they've done the rest, you know, and, and Mm. that again has been the most rewarding part is watching people that actually give a shit about doing really good content, do really good stuff. What I love about the podcast thing too, like you say, like with, with a rising tide, all boats or all ships rise, right. Or whatever the, the, the old adage is. But it, it really, like that. yeah, it really has the the stand up comedy vibe, which I've I've been in the comedy scene in in and out, you know, over the years, and uh, it has that sort of like, hey, we're gonna start an open mic, 
And, you know, we're going to run it weekly. And, you know, it's a place for people to come and, and work out their jokes or, or to break into doing stand-up comedy and figure out what it's all about, right? And you have all, different, all levels uh, of, of talent and, and experience that show up to that open mic. And I kind of feel like it's a bit like that for me. Well, I'm, I'm glad you do because, you know, and, and that might be a good analogy, is we're still fucking trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we, dude, you work with us. I mean, you 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 know, we, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants and um, trying to put, you know, one by one by one together to make as much as we can. And um, there's a plan there. And, and that plan is for us to, you know, provide our efforts and, and like-minded efforts with other people to be able to create an ecosystem that's, um, you know, pulls in one direction. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we kind of understand bits and pieces of this, but like this fucking game, the, the new media game is so weird, right? Yeah. Like it is a weird fucking animal because and I, it's I not find... just about doing podcasts. Yeah. It's cause if that was just it, I'd be off to the races. I'd be fine. Um, and I haven't paid attention to it for, really up until the last couple of months because I've been busy with the other stuff, which it's, it's, it's about creating this, this thing for people to be able to identify with. Right. That, that's really what it's all about. And that's, that's the hard part is because, you know, you're battling a bunch of different stuff. Now you're battling traditional media, which delegitimizes new, new media. You're battling peep cancel culture. You're battling, um, you know, everybody else that's trying to do the same thing and you're, you're, yeah. you're battling your own content. Is it good enough? You know? And so there's, there's lots, it's just a fucking weird time because a lot of the content might work for this platform that might not work for that platform. Um, and so you're always kind of trying to figure it out and it's always new frontier shit because it changes every day. You're still finding ways though. I mean, uh, 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 while juggling the whole network of it all, you still <clears> find <throat> ways to still, again, go after Adamson barbecue or, or whoever, you know, you're, you're still like, here's the thing that I love too. I mean, you still have liberals and conservatives alike hating you and, that's an emotion I'm also in touch with in that in that you're just trying to speak what you believe is the truth or what is right. And because of the partisan politics of today, I mean, that's another element to social media and also impacting media of all brands. Uh, I mean, th that's what's I mean, the partisanship of it all. I think I tweeted something about partisan hacks the other day. That's a term that needs to come back because uh, I'm, I'm tired of having my friends on the left and the right hate me. Yeah. Um, it's a weird fucking time, dude. Like, and, and, and it's really difficult. <clears throat> I'm fucking glad you brought this up. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult to navigate if you have a merit based opinion, it's really difficult to navigate the world right now. If your opinion is merit based because we don't come from and we, we, we don't come from a world of anything other than identifying with left or right mm -hmm. anymore. We come from an existence because of media and because of misinformation, right? Largely Facebook, social media. We now have to battle um, every understanding that we had as to what works and what didn't work, right? And so 
how people assess assess you is now by identity. It's identity politics. They'll assess you that you're this person. And if you identify now as a conservative because that's been weaponized, you're a fucking backwoods, donkey fucking racist. Yeah. Right? You're not fiscally conservative. No. You're, you're, you fuck donkeys. Yeah. That's the kind of person you are. We just so, jump and, all and, the way and, there. Right. And, and, and if you're called a liberal... You want to kill as many fucking fetuses as you possibly can. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm that. And so that, those are the two extremes, and those are the two identities that they've all. Everybody's created this kind of pseudo world. And the best way to fucking operate in that, in my this is my opinion, is to not give a shit about any of it. Right? Yeah. Is to always focus on the merits of what's happening and who did what, not the color of their skin not the 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 what's between their legs nothing 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 yeah. no gender stereotype no negative stereotype of specific groups if they're gay they're gay if they're not they're not if they're black they're black if they're white they're white who did what and that's how i approach everything everything that i do is approached with and through that lens because if i approach anything that we do that i talk about from a perspective of, okay, what does this, who will this help? And how can I help my conservative friends? Or how can I help my liberal pals? Or how does this serve me? What is the best yeah. way? What is the thing that I can get out of this the most? Which is why, you know, sometimes I write in the first person, sometimes in the second person. And the reason why I don't like writing in the first person is because I do it too much. You know, I make it about me and I don't want to make it about me and I don't want to make it about politics. If you, when we talk about people, whether it's Aaron O'Toole being an ass or <laughs> Justin Trudeau being too stupid to run this, this country, um, people accuse me of sucking the other guy's dick all the time. It's like a fucking clockwork. You suck that guy's dick though. And I'm like, geez, okay, here. And I take an article and I fucking send it to him if I care. And for me to care to respond to you, here's a little trick. You have to have over a thousand followers. Oh, really? That's the minimum, yeah, yeah, bare yeah. minimum? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's actually not yeah. bad. I've never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's my thing. I got to raise my bar. To any, I'll be, well, because listen, if, if I'm going to fucking take time out of my day to debase myself, to go down and yeah. explain to you why I don't suck <laughs> Justin Trudeau's dick, if I say something mean about Aaron O'Toole, if I have to go and explain the merits of that and the fact that I, I'm, I'm apolitical, which I fucking truly am, because if you have yeah. not been grossed out, completely grossed out by politics over the past four or five years, you're not paying attention. Yeah. So I vote my conscience according to the person who I think would do a good job in as much as I understand that person that I'm voting for. That's what I do. I don't care about yeah. the party. Some will say it's a recipe for disaster. I don't give a shit. But my point is this, is that... Um, I'm indifferent to any of it emotionally because I've run it through that lens that it is completely third party. Will I be emotional about things that I need mm -hmm. to be emotional about? Absolutely. These people that act like dicks when they're not wearing masks and make everybody else's fucking life uncomfortable when they're shopping at Byway. Of course, I'm going to call that person a piece of shit because <laughs> that's a piece of shit move, yeah. right? You're harassing people. Harassing people is actually against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in the fucking Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So, like, you, you, you just sit there and lecture me about that while you're harassing everybody, while you're fucking debasing the Charter of Rights and Freedoms right yeah. in front of me. But nobody actually fucking brings that stuff up, right? 
what they do is they go, it's freedom of speech. No, it's not. You lost that freedom of speech when they instituted these emergency policies, which overrides the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And if you want to go back to why you're breaking that charter right now, you're being an absolute cunt in the airport. So those aren't conversations that we have anymore. But those are all merit-based conversations. Yeah, it's I'm tired of the box checking. That's the thing that and I think Fuck that's them. yeah. Why that's, pay attention to it, dude. Yeah, I, I'm more about I'm more about uh, quality over quantity, I guess, or maybe that's not even the way of putting it. The the character and and action, and right. how how good is your product? No matter what that product is, whether it's politics or whether it's something else, how good is your product? You know, that's that's something where I've always thought. I like the the Twitter thing though. I'm gonna have to raise my bar because right now. I don't have a follower bar for responding. I, I have a photo yeah, bar. You have to. You cannot mix with dickheads. You can't yeah. go in the swamp unless there's something in it for you. Yeah, because now my rule before that was I'm not going to respond if you don't have a profile picture. But I think mm -hmm. that's a low. I'm aiming too low. Way too low No, there. because here's – and I've said this before on Twitter. Is that if you don't have at least 500 followers, if I don't respond to your hatred, mm -hmm. literally no one knows about it. No one cares. Yeah. <clears throat> it's math. It's math. No one cares because no one follows you. So why would I fucking pay attention and give that <laughs> gas? Right. It's just yeah. math. No one cares about you online. And so if, like I said, if you're going to get in there, if someone's going to say something like, hey, Chris, I heard your show today. You Weird. don't have any hair. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> that's, that's when you go, uh, follower count. 1290 yeah i'll respond to that <laughs> yeah i've got i've got something for you <laughs> yeah and then include and then sometimes i include like some of our content in it oh nice yeah 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 so it gets a good bump uh but when someone hates you with like eighty thousand followers you've probably done something wrong <laughs> that's, that's, that's the that's the litmus <laughs> test there yeah yeah that's that's kind of my understanding is it if someone's got more followers than me and i've said something it's probably wrong and i should probably go figure that out my wife almost unfollowed me today, actually. Why? Uh, because I posted this thing with Gilbert Godfrey uh, doing Wet Ass Pussy by Cardi B, and she, she couldn't handle it. I played it off the top of the podcast. Here it is again. Yeah, 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 you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. <laughs> Give me everything you got. But this wet ass pussy. <laughs> it's not bad. Now is that was that one of his? I fucking love him. I've interviewed him half a dozen times, and yeah. he is such a sweet, sweet, small, demure. He's so kind, petite, right? Yeah, funny fucking guy. Yeah. Was that was that was that a cameo? Uh, I don't know what that was. Did he do that one for 400 bucks? I think, no, no, he didn't. Maybe he did, but I think it was on TikTok. I mean, everything's on oh, fucking TikTok now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we had a big meeting about TikTok today. We're getting into the TikTok game. Our, an oh, no. Yeah, making means... an announcement. Yeah, we're in. Fuck, I have, to, I have to be on TikTok then, too. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a Kegel while it's inside. <laughs> that's, that, I think that's my favorite line. <laughs> I do a Kegel <laughs> while it's inside. That's, I mean, that's poetry. I mean, it's, I love fil Cardi B, by it's way. filthy, but it's poetry. But it's wet ass pussy. You really drank. But it's wet ass pussy. 
Yeah. Yeah, he really owns that last. <laughs> it's like the Chuck D of wet ass pussy versions. Oh, that was me. I, that I was incredible. I slowed that down. That was me on purpose. Uh, I don't care. That was incredible. That was I really liked it. That was good, I, you know, and, and a little side note about Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people would would if you know me a little bit, you go Dean probably hates her. I think she's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's she's the edge. She's an edge lord, and and not in a bad way. She is everything that she wants to be, and she grew up wanting to do. She's doing, yeah, and she's doing it with like a seventh grade education. Yeah, like that. She, she, Power she's, to you. She's a former stripper. Like I, I, you know, like she's 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 undeniable, and. And I fucking get a kick out of her. Like, I, you know, like those Uber Eats commercials. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's funny. That's her Pepsi commercial and Pepsi halftime commercial at last year's Super Bowl, not this yeah. year, but last year's Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, that was really clever. She was really good. Um, and then I see some of the shit that comes out of her mouth and it makes no sense, but it makes me laugh. And it's unfiltered yeah. because she doesn't give a fuck. Isn't yeah. that a fucking incredible way to live? I think it, it is incredible yeah. as if we all could live like we didn't give a shit, which is the best part of the stoic philosophy. You need a life philosophy. You've got to get one. Yeah. The problem is, is I think if we live that way, there'd be some lawsuits more of them. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there might be. No, there's some, there's some virtue in stoic living too. It's not just yeah. about doing whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. About well, actually being a good person, having a great time and not giving a shit about all the negative crap. Well, I like that you, you like s- it say that too about cardi b i like cardi b as well and i like cardi b and i like uh um uh, wrecking ball what's her face uh, miley cyrus yeah i, I like there's me a bit i, I do t- that's what i like about her yeah she's dangerous yeah you know, she's one of those she's uh she's gender fluid yeah she is um she'll be married one day the next day she'll go i think i want to i want to go and chew some box yeah and and peyote does that and peyote is like and then tells everybody they can fuck off what's not to love like that's yeah that is she she just does what she wants again yeah. she's probably more well educated than cardi b let's let's be honest but yes. at the same time you know her her dad is like one of the greatest weed smokers in the history of weed smokers like he's fucking willie nelson 2.0 or you know she was married to fucking thor's brother it's cool yeah 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 well it, it, I, there was an article i think that said uh, Miley Cyrus is more punk rock than punk rock now in whatever yeah. year it was. And I couldn't, I couldn't disagree. I mean, remember there was that video of her like peeing, squatting and peeing just on the side of the road somewhere. Like yeah. just, and she put it on her Instagram and I'm just like, holy geez. Yeah, You don't have to like, you don't have to go to the fapping to see her naked either. Like, they, her <laughs> naked shots are like everywhere. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. the fapping. Great yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. It does. yeah, it's an old, old one. Um, yeah. Or whatever it's called, uh, X Hamster. You don't have to go to any of those sites. <laughs> you can just go to like Google and type in Miley Naked. And she's willingly taken millions of pictures of herself, yeah. other people, different in different – like she's, she's crazy. Yeah. She, she's legitimately – which is why she scares me. But fuck, she can sing her balls off. Well, that's right. impress- impressive too, right? But again, I love rock and roll. I'm pretty sure you're a rock guy too, right, Dean? Like, you, yes, you, sir. Yeah, but I still have to admit that, like, the real rock stars of today are these people that we're mentioning, right? Like, they're yeah, for sure. They've got the edge, like you say. Um, okay, we got to wrap up in a second here, Dean. But but lastly, I know you're a fan of Oak Island. Have you, are you caught up? Seasons as episode seventeen. I, I, episode I'm not, seventeen dropped. Yeah. 
from Sunday uh, night. Hold, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm going to find this fucking out right fucking now because okay. it's my favorite show on television. There's, there's not many things I get excited for yeah. to watch on television. But Oak Island is one of them. The Curse of Oak Island with Rick and Marty Lagina. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's not Gary. forget Billy Gerhardt, heavy Billy equipment Gerhardt, operator. The body. <laughs> they call him the body Billy Gerhardt. Oh, I should have got him on um, a hotkey tonight. The front end loader operator. The heavy machinery <laughs> operator, Billy Gerhard. Yeah. If you're a man, if you're a, if you're a male, because men are like dogs. We were born to dig in the dirt. That's yeah. just kind of one of the things we were supposed to be doing. It's like a, you know, in our DNA. Yeah. You have to watch this show. It's incredible. It is it is two guys from Michigan. Yes, there's 17. That's episode 17. It's called Staking Their Claim. It's the last one. I haven't yeah, seen that, it. I watched that. I watched that right before we hopped on tonight. Okay, no, no, yeah. don't say a fucking, okay, don't right, say okay. a fucking word. Not a word. Not a word. Because I'm going to stream that illegally in like, I don't know. 10 minutes? 10 minutes yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, but my, if you haven't seen the show, the history they're uncovering it's, in, it's on wild. this little island in Nova Scotia called Oak Island. That dates back five, six hundred years, even a thousand years. Possibly. Which predates all recorded historical visits that we've had to this country. Um, there is a legend of a treasure buried deep within the surface of Oak Island. <laughs> and there's plenty of evidence, though. That's the thing. And there is plenty it's of not evidence. Crazy. And these guys have, di- and the shit they've uncovered, dude. Oh, yeah. Like people get, oh, where's the treasure every week? Where's the treasure? It's going to be the treasure. Yeah, my oh, wife is the, the where's the treasure. Years. That's my wife yeah. right there. Yeah, 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 fuck. You tell your wife to cool it because <laughs> this is the coolest show on the fucking planet. And every, they've uncovered, the history they've uncovered is the treasure to me. That's because yeah. I love fucking history. I, I absolutely live for it. The older it is, the cooler it is. And then I want to know everything about that old thing, right? That's kind of how I am. So when you watch this show and if you love history, how it's changing history as we know it here in Canada, which is yeah. one thing, which I love. But the stuff they're uncovering, these these 400-year-old piers that were enormous. Now they're finding this massive cobblestone road, road that, that goes, goes through this all the way up. swamp that was covered by feet of silt for, for hundreds of years. It goes all the way up. Don't tell me anymore. Don't well, they say, say it's anything. a man-made swamp. That's the other Don't thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And a, it blows you everything they find blows your fucking mind yeah yeah everything they find it's 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 to me i've been following oak island dean since i was in the third grade i did a class project on it did you really i did an old treasure map of oak island and i dipped it in presidents of the united states have have dug roosevelt yep franklin delano roosevelt the president of the united states Mm -hmm. if this isn't legitimate enough for you one of the guys that was exploring Oak Island like a hundred years ago. Yep. Yep. There's been, yeah, there's so many incredible expeditions that have failed because of booby traps, man. The, like mm-hmm. this isn't the Goonies. This is real life, but yeah. they've got booby traps like flood tunnels and like crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's wild. Anyways, I won't spoil tonight's episode. Uh, I'll let you go watch it, Dean, but I want to do an Oak Island round table in I the would future, would you like to come back and be part of the Oak Island? You know, we got to do, yeah, I would. And what we got to do is we got to bring on one of the guys from the show, maybe Billy, yeah. maybe yeah. Gary. Yeah, maybe I want Rick. I well, if I could get one of the Laginas, here's the other thing. Okay, so would you want Rick or Marty? I would want Rick because he reminds me of my dad. 
Rick is very stoic. Very. Rick is, Rick's a rock. Marty's a rock too, but Marty's, Marty's a little uh, more peppy. I think I might want to talk to Marty. Maybe yeah. we can get Marty in, Rick. Marty, I think Marty's too pragmatic for me. He's too much of a business guy. Rick, yeah. can, Rick can be a dreamer and a speculator. And I like that personally you know we could Rick's a dreamer yeah he is a dreamer he's the dreamer of the bunch anyways curse of oak island you're right i i would love to get some of these guys on and maybe bring a round table in and dean you're welcome back on that one and and we'll get real deep into it because like i say i'm an enthusiast from a long time like grade school time so i'm so glad that's awesome yeah. you dipped that you made the map and you dipped it in teeth to make it look old Oh yeah, yeah. I made it old. It's old map, and I had like a feather, uh, a feather with ink, and I I made a scrawling on it and everything. Like I was a really artistic, detail oriented kid. Trust me, it was yeah, no shit. it was shocking. Yeah, yeah. Sort of boring. Yeah, I mean, probably pretty boring to hang out with when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was making maps and playing bagpipes. That's my youth, man. That was. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I unplugged here. Oh, that's good, man. Making maps. And playing the bagpipes. Pipes. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. You and I would never have hung out. No, no, trust me. Yeah, definitely not, man. Definitely not. I was not the cool guy to hang out with in high school, but uh, but I found my way into the cool crowd. I did find my way, like we talked about. Yeah, backstage. You did. You're a cool guy. You're a super cool guy. And listen, really happy that you're part of the network. And uh, I, I really I dig your stuff. Like, I really loved your dad. Right, thanks, uh, your dad podcast segment and uh, your stuff with Ashton McIsaac, like I said, was fucking brilliant too. He was cool. He was really cool. I he's he was just smoking indoors. I couldn't believe he was smoking indoors. Oh yeah, he was rolling and puffing dupes the whole time. It was great. And then he'd pick up his fiddle and and play a couple of tunes. And and you know, I know he's had a bit of a Crazy. rocky rocky past, but he's just a salt of the earth guy. I understand him fully when I'm talking to him. I'm like, yep, he's just a Cape Breton lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was a thrill for me. Like I say, you know. Awesome playing bagpipes as a kid too you know all that all those tunes are right right in deep because they're, they're oh translate. yeah a little uh, sleepy maggie or whatever they call that was you it got sleepy it maggie? yeah yeah you know <laughs> sounded something not even close like, like that, yeah, to yeah. that yeah dean blundell and dean blundell.com thank you thank very much you. for being on the podcast tonight. i i appreciate thank you so much appreciate you having me and uh, thanks to RetroCat.ca. You can check out their website, RetroCat.ca. RetroCat.ca. Check out their website. Forward slash Big Chris Live, and you get slash Big Chris Live. 10% off. That's right. Yeah, really? 10% off with Big Chris Live? That's right. 10% off. RetroCat.ca forward slash Big Chris Live. Thank you again, everyone. Find the podcast after the fact uh, through Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, of course, DeanBlundell.com. Have a good one. Have a nice evening. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. 
I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.